It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. If you're following me on Facebook, uh, I did a video on Facebook recently about making commitments, and I'm sure that you found people in your life who aren't always willing to do that. And I think the reason is because people don't want to be held responsible if they fail to follow through. However, I believe that you are a champion, and all great champions make commitments and follow through. I had an example of this just a few days ago, in fact. I'm writing a client's book for them, and I've had this project for quite a while because there's so much material to go through. But I started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and I decided recently to put a deadline on when that first draft will be done. And I told him what that deadline would be. Now my hat is in the ring, and I have to finish it by the deadline. But here's the really interesting thing that happens. When you make a commitment and then you follow through, there's an energy about it that gives you so much confidence. And now it's easier to keep going and move on to the next thing. So that leads me to the question, what commitment can you make to someone today? Figure that out and tell somebody. You will be really glad you did. With all this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest, but before I forget, let me tell you that you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. You can even leave a review. That would mean a lot. My guest this week is David Ratchford. Let me tell you a little bit about him. David Ratchford is a yoga teacher and the creator of the Combat Mat, which is a really amazing yoga mat for warriors. David is a Navy combat veteran who suffered a career-ending injury and battled back to health and fitness through yoga. David has taught yoga to NBA All-Stars, UFC fighters, Olympic medalists, and regular people just like you and me. He's been featured in Yoga Journal, WebMD, and U.S. News & World Report, and he's on a mission to share how the ancient practice of yoga can restore people to health and vitality and maybe even reclaim their inner athlete. We will discuss this and so much more on today's show. And here we are with David Ratchford. David, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. This has been a long time coming, and I'm so glad you're here today. Me too. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it will. So the first question I typically ask everyone, David, is just to tell us how you got started. I mean, certainly you have a very interesting backstory. Tell us about that and maybe some things you overcame and lessons you learned and what brought you to where you are right now. Sure. So the the short story is, is that um, I joined the military a little bit after high school. And like a lot of young people that join the military, we're joining the military either for one of two things. One is to get away from a, uh, a situation or a place or, you know, an environment that isn't really the greatest and that, you know, you can do better. And then the other is um, to search for adventure. A lot of people are looking to join the military or these types of warrior activities because they feel that they have a contribution to make to the world through those vehicles. And for me, it was a little bit of both. You know, I grew up having a a fairly good 
um, upbringing. I mean, my parents were great until, you know, the, the divorce happened and then things kind of went to, ju to junk. Um, and then, um, really, you know, I, I was looking for an adventure. I wanted to change my own circumstances, become my own man. And, uh, so I ended up joining the Navy and, um, during that, um, I think I had a pretty good Navy career. I enjoyed it. Um, I was a, a firefighter or damage controlman on an aircraft carrier in the Persian Gulf. Um, and, uh, you know, back in the day, we got sent down to Somalia for Operation Restore Hope. And it was just about that time that I suffered from a career-ending injury. Um, basically, it was a training accident and uh, had a severe back injury, which just kept going um coming back again and again, um, limiting my ability to, to do my job. And, uh, so eventually I ended up in a, um, in a veterans administration hospital going through rehab. And of course, um, you know, the pain management protocols that they assigned back in the day. And, um, and it was through that, um, the, the, the hard thing is, is that when we're going through these huge, terrible, you know, they seem like huge, um, problems. You know, here I was at 23 in the prime shape of my life to have an injury that completely took away my ability to walk without even a cane. And um, so I ended up going to college. Um, you know, I, I hobbled through college with a cane and a big bottle of prescription narcotics in my pocket um, and developed some dependency issues with those narcotics. Um, and really, it was just a long slog of um, just being in pain and feeling like a victim and our, our society, or at least the VA, uh, system, um, really trains veterans to not have a whole lot of hope. You know, the, the care is while they try, um, it's, it's a really tough environment to be in. And I knew that it was going to be up to me to get myself better, not my doctors. Nobody cares about my health as much as I do. Right. Absolutely. So what what was it that turned things around for you? I mean, you were in an environment that didn't seem very supportive, uh, at least on the surface, uh, to, to you getting better. And, and you were walking with a cane when you were, uh, you know, a young adult. You're past all that now, of course, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, so what what happened for me was um, eventually I found myself in a physical therapist's office and or, you know, doing the physical therapy work. And I uh, was beginning to see some benefits from the physical therapy. And I asked my, my PT, my physical therapist, is there something that I can do when I'm at home? You know, obviously I can do these exercises, but I feel like I need to do this more often. Um, and for some reason, my body intuitively was telling me that movement is medicine, uh, that, that somehow restoring uh, mobility and strength um, and the support of the muscles um, to my body would give me a ticket back to the, the physical freedom that I enjoyed before the injury. And, uh, and the PT said, you know what, um, you should try yoga, specifically a hot yoga class. And I, and I really resisted it at the time because, you know, I'm not like the typical yogi. I, um, I, I'm 225 pounds, six, one had a long time of lifting weights and doing all kinds of tough stuff. And I imagine that yoga was a, a practice for affluent bendy housewives, you know, and, and, you know, just thin, uh, thin people who were vegan and, you know, eating organic and all that kind of stuff. And here I was like a meat eating warrior type. And, right. um, and I thought, well, you know, I got nothing to lose. And, 
you know, I'm already coming from a pretty bad or tough spot. Um, so I got nothing to lose. I might as well check it out and Hey, maybe I'll meet an affluent Bendy housewife on there. And, and, uh, so I ended up going to a yoga studio, completely humble, having never tried it. Um, and, um, within a couple of weeks, something clicked and it's been a practice that I've kept with ever since. Wow. That's, that's really amazing. I, I love that. So the, the physical therapist saw some relationship or some overlap between physical therapy and yoga that thought he thought might help you. Uh, right. Um, yeah. What, well, we were doing some simple stretches. Um, for example, I was lying on the floor. I had, um, my one knee hugged into my chest and then would twist over to the other side. And, you know, so we call that an, an a supine twist or, you know, lying down. It's a, it's a, it's an easy, fairly easy twist. And, um, it's a very common, uh, yoga pose in towards the end of a yoga practice. And a lot of the moves that we were doing in physical therapy were yoga related. I mean, they might, they have a different name in physical therapy. Um, just like, um, you know, in, in CrossFit world, they call them mobility exercises now, but a lot of them are yoga related. Wow. So let me ask you this. Occasionally when I'm sleeping, I'm a side sleeper <laughs> and, and sometimes I get myself twisted and contorted a little bit and then my back is sore or I feel not necessarily a muscle cramp, but like, like my, my, one of my back muscles is tightening up and I try and stretch. Does, does yoga help relieve some of that? It absolutely can. And one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is, um, or one of the misconceptions about yoga is that it's just stretching. Um, however, one of the, the core or fundamental practices of yoga is the breathing. And it's the breathing that really teaches us how to relax. Um, I was listening to one of your previous um, podcasts with Colby K. And he was talking about the healthy primate formula and, um, and the, uh, how it's designed to help, um, reduce or mitigate the effects of cortisol in the body. And that's exactly what yoga does from an internal standpoint, um, by using a controlled breath practice, um, in yoga, we call it pranayama, uh, which actually means restraint of breath, um, but we're not actually holding our breath. We're just regulating it, breathing in and out through our nose. Uh, in an even manner, which taps into something called the vagus nerve and and allows the body to get out of that fight or flight uh, um, stress response. So as a result, um, when I went into yoga, uh, I was weighing about 274 pounds. I always say 274 because I believed in my head that it was closer to 250 than 300. Yes. Um, but I think it was like a couple of days after that, that I think the scale did hit 276. And that was about when I went into yoga. So I was completely humble. You know, here I was, you know, from the good shape into the worst shape of my life. And I was completely unhappy. And I knew that I was in a high stress job and all of these things. And I, and it was that breathing that really helped me all of a sudden begin to realize that my breath is one of the key components or the, the key levers, like an accelerator or the brake that we can put on in our life in order to get control over our physiological responses. Wow. So yoga helped you lose all that weight? Um, I don't use the term lose. I like to use the term release. I like that every, 
<laughs> Every time I lose something, I go looking for it. <laughs> but or when it I finds you again, yes. <laughs> Whereas when I release it, uh, it's it's out to the world, and you know, hopefully it doesn't come back. But I imagine you know setting it free from from me. Um, so I use the term release, um, and I do believe that the words that we use are really important uh, for how things manifest in our body and our mind. Um, but yeah, I, I went in at 274. I ended up releasing about 50 pounds, maybe 55 pounds through yoga. That's interesting. So simplistically, you've talked about breathing and you talked about stretching. It, it seems odd to me that that's, that's the solution. There's, I mean, we've got like maybe a minute or so to the break. I'm sure there's a lot more to what yoga actually is and what yoga can do. And we could certainly explore that, uh, after the break, but please validate what I just said. Is there a lot more to yoga than what I just said? Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, there, there in yoga, we could talk about eight limbs, but the, the primary are, um, in the West, we look at uh, asana or the actual postures and uh, also breathing, which is um, which are two of the top limbs of yoga. Um, and they are the window through which we receive our inputs. Um, you know, the body is all the body does is feel sensations. It's our mind that makes up everything else. Yeah. And I would imagine with some of the yoga poses, you are using your body weight, which certainly can create the resistance that's necessary to build muscle. Absolutely. All right, great. Yeah. We are coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is David Ratchford, and he is a specialist in yoga. We will talk about a lot more relating to yoga and health and fitness when we come back from the break. And he's even gotten to be featured on local television uh, a fair amount. We'll talk about how he landed that gig, and we'll talk about so much more when we come back from the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. Don't go away. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. 
you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is David Ratchford, and we are talking about yoga, meditation, health and fitness, and how all of that interrelates and contributes to our health and fitness and ultimately our success. And it, one side thing, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn. You can find Success Profiles Radio on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. And if you've ever given any thought to writing a nonfiction book, I would love to be able to help you because uh, studies show that a lot of people, over 80% of people out there, wish they could write a book, but they don't. They don't know how. They don't have time. They don't think they're a good writer. But I can help you through all that. And I would love to have that conversation with you. You can email me, Brian, at BrianKWright.com. And that's Brian with an I, of course. So, David, uh, we talked a little bit before the break about some of the ways that yoga can help us release weight and get in great shape. Continue that. I'd love to hear more. Sure. Okay. So um, one of the things that I like to stress is that yoga is a practice. And um, and it's a, for lack of a better word, it's a routine or a practice. It's a set of sequences or postures that we practice on a daily basis. And it's primarily a, a health practice. Um, and let me clarify that a little bit. So a health practice that, that almost everyone does is brushing their teeth, right? Yes. I hope so. We hope. At least, we hope. At yes. least once or twice a day. And, and when we brush our teeth, we don't like brush 31 of our teeth and skip one or, you know, just say, Hey, I'm not going to get this one in the upper, you know, middle right side of my mouth. I'm no, you actually want to brush them all. Right. And that's what yoga does to the body. Um, and to the mind through the practice of, we work through every part of the body from the tips of the toes to the tops of the fingertips and everything in between, as we say, from muscles to, you know, bones to skin um, and everything in between. Um, one of my teachers had this an another great analogy. You know, when you go to the gym to work out, um, there is no machine at Gold's Gym or whatever gym you go to, LA Fitness, that's going to wring out your pancreas. No. And why do you need to wring out your pan pancreas or, or create pressure and then release of all your internal organs? So one of the things that we're doing when we're doing yoga postures, such as folding forward or expanding backwards through a backbend, is we're compressing and releasing all of these organs in the abdominal cavity. And most of those organs, for example, the pancreas, the spleen, all of these have hormonal secretions that re regulate the hormones in our body and can help restore optimal hormone balance. Um, and it goes through all of the organs and including the, the glands that are in our throats or in our head, like the pineal gland. So it's really an overall full body practice. <clears throat> 
And, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's, it's magical in, in that. And yes, there are certain types of yoga that will make you fit, that will increase your cardiovascular ability. For example, the style that I practice, power yoga. Um, but there are others that uh, can increase focus through certain breathing practices or some that will increase uh, flexibility if that's something that you need to work on. How long does it take to master this? <laughs> I, I would say a lifetime, but you can get the benefits of practicing a couple of days a week. And that's what, um, when I work with athletes, you know, a lot of athletes are saying, how do I incorporate a yoga practice? Because I'm already doing so much. And I, I say, it's something that you need to add in addition to, um, you know, it, it, it's like your cool down. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be more than an hour a day. It can be, you don't have to go to a yoga studio. You can't do classes, whether it be on YouTube or, or perhaps through the combat mat yoga challenge that I'm going to be starting up here. Um, but it's something that you add to in order to just do, do maintenance on your body. It's like changing your oil, but you want to do this every day or a couple of times a week. Now, athletes that are um, considered elite, uh, for example, um, we have a number, number of professional athletes that come to our yoga studio. Um, they're doing a lot of other stuff. They just might need a little bit of yoga to help balance, help them tune into their body, help them tune into their breath and develop more awareness, more mobility, and different kinds of strength. Wow. Now you teach yoga. You specialize in corporate wellness, correct? Uh, no, I, I do a little bit of all. So I, so I teach at a regular yoga studio and then I, I do teach it at a corporate yoga program. Um, and then, uh, you know, individuals from time to time also. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. yoga can certainly help with circulation, which of course, you know, blood is, is life. If blood can circulate everywhere it's supposed to go, that certainly helps. Can yoga decrease inflammation issues? Absolutely. And that's ex exactly the, for example, we mentioned cortisol earlier. Um, a lot of inflammation or um, is a result of stress, uh, not only just diet, but also as a result of stress. So, so anything that increases blood flow and increases the relaxation response will in turn reduce stress and uh, inflammation. That's fantastic. So I guess I have to ask the big elephant in the room question. Can anyone do this? Because you see people who, I mean, you, you use this to release a bunch of weight, but when you see people on television, the fitness shows, obviously they're all in great shape. Like you mentioned before, the thin, very flexible people are the ones that you see doing yoga. Can anyone do this? I do believe that anyone can. Um, I've had, you know, NBA athletes in class that are seven foot seven tall and, uh, um, you know, professional football players, running backs that have substantial muscle on their bodies, um, people who are overweight um, and have weight to release. It's it, it's a great practice because, number one, it's gently working the body. And we all know that for a lot of people, especially those who are carrying extra weight, um, the joints and can get stressed. So something that's a little more gentle is often a good way to begin to restore health. And once you get your basic health and circulation and everything going, then it's a good time to, for example, supplement with more walking or jogging or resistance training, that kind of thing. And that's what I did. You know, I didn't just lose it all with yoga. It was yoga that restored my health, got me back from being, or took me away from pain island 
And then I was able to start going for jogs in the morning, um, beginning to run again, beginning to hike. And, uh, you know, I never thought I would, you know, when I was going through college with a cane, but you know, I don't know if you know, I, I just finished the LA marathon last month. Wow. And that was my sixth one. Wow. That's fantastic. So let me ask you this, David, because uh, you mentioned that you can do this at home and a a lot of people think that you have to go to a gym or take a class. What about people who aren't terribly active or don't have the time to go somewhere? Can you do even simple yoga moves when you're traveling or even when you're at work, as odd as that might sound? Right. Absolutely, Brian. I, I think it's important to know that, you know, you don't really need any equipment to practice yoga. Um, all you need is about enough um, space that you can, uh, say, lie down. So maybe six or seven feet, depending on how tall you are, um, and um, and enough room to stand. So, for example, you know, if, if you were in a jail cell, you could probably do it. Um, it's It's very similar to a lot of body weight workouts. Uh, the difference between what how to practice yoga versus, say, doing burpees is we like to link the breath to the movement. Um, and you can do this with um, – I, I would recommend, you know, you can watch videos online or YouTube that, to help guide you along. Um, and just don't worry about too much other than getting moving. And beyond that, um, it, it all comes with practice. As Patabi Joyce, the father of yoga, says, with practice, all things are coming. Absolutely. And you mentioned that you can do this standing up. You don't have to do things that force you to lie down. At work, that would be very awkward, of course. It would be, yeah. <laughs> so so examples of something that someone can do. Um, for, for, and a, a good example would be something like if you can stand in private, um, you know, tree pose. It's a balancing pose. So you're standing on one leg. Your lifted leg would be either on the calf or the inner thigh of the other leg. Um, and, and basically you just stand up as tall as you can on that one leg and begin to center your breathing. Um, we like to practice a, a, something called ujjayi or victorious breath, which means inhaling and exhaling through the nose evenly and deeply. Um, and so it sounds kind of like the ocean in inside your head as you breathe in and out through your nose. And the nasal breathing is important because that's what helps tap into the vagus nerve and relieve the stress response. Wow. That's, and you can't do, yeah, sorry. And you, and you can't do things at your desk too, for example, um, certain stretches with your hands, um, shoulder stretches, neck stretches, all of these are, are yoga-related moves that when you combine it with a mindful breathing uh, can give a great uh, response during your workday and keep you healthy and injury-free. Yeah, and if you happen to experience a delay at the airport uh, and you have more time than you thought you, than you would have, this is also something you can do there too. Absolutely. And uh, some airports are even starting to install yoga rooms. I know San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco International was one of the first ones. I think Dallas has one now, too. I'm not sure about Denver, but um, many of the larger airports are starting to have a yoga room um, so people can practice at their own uh, pace. And, um, you know, and they might have mats and it's just or you can just go in there and have a savasana or what we call, you know, a resting pose. Absolutely. And yoga also helps us have better posture. We know that posture is super important to health. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really about creating openness, 
um, within the thoracic cavity, which is where our heart and lungs reside. So um, posture is a key to that. The more We spend so much time hunched over in front of the computer, even walking around looking at our cell phones. Uh, that was a really popular episode. You mentioned uh, that one of the ones that we did done on our local TV show was we did yoga for um, smartphones and posture-related topics. And uh, that was a really popular and fun episode. That's awesome. We've got less than two minutes to our break. Why did you decide to start teaching yoga? What was it that was inside you that says, I have to share this with the world? You know, um, this is a great question. I didn't even know that I was going to teach. When I went to my first teacher training, I didn't know that I had anything to say. I was just looking for more answers within myself. I'd gone to, started to practice yoga. I started to uh, meditate. And then all of a sudden I realized, you know, I have a pretty unique story. I mean, there aren't a whole lot of um, combat veteran guys that um, have been restored by yoga. And I just thought, I need to I need to start sharing this with people because if I can do this and if I can change my life, perhaps I can inspire somebody else too. That's fantastic. We're coming up against our next break. My very special guest is David Ratchford, and we are talking about yoga and how that can impact our health and fitness and ultimately increase our performance in our life and in our business. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll talk about this and so much more when we come back. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. Be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We're back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and my very special guest this week is David Ratchford. We've been talking about yoga and how that can impact our health and our fitness and how yoga can be very instrumental to increasing energy and circulation and even help us release 
weight that doesn't belong to us anymore out into the universe so that, you know, perhaps someone else can have it and not us. And that's <laughs> so, yes, there we go. That, that's the way we want to think about it, right? It doesn't belong to me. It belongs over there. Doors right there, folks. So let me ask you, David, you've been pretty successful at this. What does success really mean to you? You know, I go back to the uh, the definition by Earl Nightingale. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And as long as you're making steps towards that, you are successful. Yeah, I, I love that. That's really great. And I know Tony Robbins has a really fantastic definition of success, too. It's being able to, and I'm paraphrasing here, it's being able to do what you want, when you want, where you want, with who you want. That kind of idea, and and I love that just as well. And so, as long as yeah, as long as you're moving towards a worthy ideal or goal, exactly, absolutely. exactly. We were talking about your your military career earlier, and one thing that you did not mention that I do know about you is that your goal was to be a Navy SEAL. I wanted to ask you first of all, what made you choose the Navy, and second of all, what made you want to choose being a Navy SEAL as a goal? So when I was in high school, I was a, I was a water kid. You know, I, I played water polo. I was a swimmer. Um, I was one of the top three uh, butterfly swimmers in the state as a junior. And um, when I I didn't hear about the SEAL program until after high school. And um, there were two reasons. One, my dad was a Marine, and I learned that the SEALs were tougher than the Marines. So I wanted to prove myself to be tougher than my dad. Okay. And so that was one. Um, and then the other was that it was athletic, and I and I thought that here is a team environment. I loved being on teams. Um, I'd been on team sports throughout all my life, and I thought if I could be an athlete and be on a team, and you know work with other high, highly motivated, um, amazing people, I thought that that just sounded like the best thing for me. That's great. And this injury stopped you from reaching that goal, right? Right. Yeah. And it, and it really crushed me at the time. Um, however, looking back, you know, I can see now that that was just part of my journey. Um, had I not been injured, had I not gone through the rehabilitation, had I not been told, hey, maybe you should check out a yoga class, had I not had, you know, the, the humble spirit to actually do that, uh, I wouldn't be where I am today. Absolutely. So let's talk about being clear on your values and how that impacts your life and your business. How important is that to you? Values are everything for me. The, the challenge um, that I found myself in when I was, um, you know, mid-injury or, you know, mid-rehabilitation and I found myself at 274 pounds and, you know, um, a little anecdote, you know, I'd seen an old friend. He hadn't seen me in a couple of years and he... Um, he runs into me and he says, um, damn, Dave, you look like Santa Claus. And I'm like, uh -oh. what, what do you mean? He's like, you're big. And I was just crushed because I had this idea of myself. You know, I still saw myself as an athlete, but here I was, you know, carrying around 55 extra pounds and I was big and it really hurt me. Um, well, it hurt, you know, his words didn't hurt me. It was the fact that my, my, self-perception was not congruent with really where I was. And mm. something that I always valued about myself was being active um, and being physically healthy and fit. And when I realized that I wasn't in alignment 
with that because here I was at 274 pounds. That was what was crushing to me. So um, I use the term congruence to mean that the inside reflects the outside. Yes. And, and when we're not congruent with our values, usually there's some sort of discord, some sort of like, you know, sometimes we can't put our finger on it. We just know that we're not happy. We're angry. We lash out a little bit here and there or, or maybe a lot. And it's when we're, our actions don't align with who we are and what we value that that discord comes up. And I did a serious inquiry, inquiry on myself, Brian, and it wasn't pretty. You know, I looked at what my values were or what I say they are, what I think they are, and then how I was living. And if I value health and fitness, yet I'm not moving around very much, I'm eating horrible food that is causing me to retain extra weight, then that value is not in alignment. So the, um, so, so what I did was I looked at my life and I said, okay, what are my values? Okay. If, if nature is a value and being outside and being in a beautiful place and seeing mountains and hiking or et cetera, and I'm not doing that, I'm spending all my time inside watching TV and, you know, eating pizza and yeah. drinking beer then I'm out of alignment. So I think it's super important for people to take that inventory, to ask themselves what their most important values are, and then line their day up with activities in order to ensure that your actions are in alignment or congruent with your values. That is so important. I've had other guests who have talked about the importance of having your values in order, knowing what they are, being very conscious about that, because we tend to make decisions based on what our values are. For example, I worked one time in a call center a long time ago, and when I started, I felt like they really cared about people, and I felt like people first, money second was the value order. But within a few months, they decided to hire a lot of people, and I saw that switch in the order of the values, it became about money first and then people. You make a lot of very different choices when, you're, um, when your values are ordered differently. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a good way to do that is just to, to, to get clear on it. Take an inventory of, of what, you, what you like, what you appreciate, how you want your, your values to look, and then align, line up your actions behind that. For example, I value health and fitness. I practice yoga daily. You know, it's it's just that simple. That's my health practice. For the fitness part, you know, I, I try to run a couple of um, three, four times a week. On the weekends, I like to hike. Um, you know, that's it. You know, so um, for example, in, in my relationships, um, you know, I value close relationships. I don't have a ton of um, small, you know, um, casual acquaintances where. Um, they're about like hanging out and drinking beer. No, I, I have deep friendships and although we might not see each other as often, um, that I put my time where that value is. Yeah. That's wonderful. And that leads me to the next thing that I was planning on asking you is what kind of a daily success routine do you have that starts your day? Ah, well, um, for me, the, the, the daily practice is yoga and usually I I either, well, I wake up right away, drink some water, um, and I do either a walk or a run uh, in order to work some of the wiggles out, and I really like that time. Um, and I don't want to turn people off and think that I'm crazy, but usually I wake up between 4.30 and 5 to get this done. Um, and then after about 30 to 45 minutes of cardio and or walking, I feel like I'm cleared, 
um, I sit for a brief meditation, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, depending on my time, uh, and journal. Yeah. And I then, and that. then, and then usually I have a, a, a you know, a work, a work day that's pretty full. And then after that, I consider myself punching the clock and then I either practice or teach yoga. That's awesome. That sounds like a full and vibrant day. It's pretty busy. So <laughs> that's awesome. What, what do you think are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned? Um, take care of your health first. Nobody else cares about it as much as you. Um, you are the CEO of your own body. Uh, so learn how it works. Uh, study it. Uh, learn your inputs and really how things make you feel, how things make you respond. Um, for example, play around with, um, be curious, play around with things like your diet. Um, for, you know, I've done all kinds of different things and maybe it's cause I'm California. So, and cleansing has been, been a thing here and there, but you know, try different diets on, see what works, uh, know how to run your body. Uh, because at the end of the day, your energy level, um, and the vibration that you put out is either going to be positive or negative. And if you've got the right fuel and, and the right environment, you're going to be on fire, buddy. Absolutely. So do you do meditation as well? Yes. Ab yeah, absolutely. So and how, here, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and one of, so I practice Vipassana meditation. I don't know if that's Tell ever come that. up. So Vipassana is really a, it's an, a mindfulness uh, breathing meditation. And really it's just about observing sensations in the body and letting them go and constantly retuning into that, um, over minutes or hours. Okay. Okay. Does that take a long time? <laughs> it takes a long time to learn the investment to go to a Vipassana meditation retreat is a 10 day silent retreat. 10 days of silence. Yes. That's hard to do. Uh, in that environment, it's not as tough as you think, but the first time I did it, I broke silence on the seventh day. Um, and it was mm. kind of accident. It was, I was walking around on a walking meditation path. It was early in the morning and it was dark and I just about ran into somebody coming down the path and I said, Oh, S. <laughs> mm, yes. Oh my goodness. Wow. That, and, because, and I was like, I mean, some, some people can't can't be silent for 10 minutes, let alone 10 days. That's, that's hard to do, but, uh, I'm sure there's a very strong discipline that goes along with that. Right. Right. And the interesting thing though, Brian, is I did this meditation right when on at the beginning of my yoga journey. And it was one of the toughest, most challenging, painful things in my body that has ever happened. And that includes the injury and in military training. Now I went back last year after having practiced yoga for you know a number of years, practiced and teach, and I have a very regular, strong practice, and I went through it, and it was one of the easiest things. So yoga is one of the practices that, um, or the physical yoga practice, prepares the body and mind for meditation. Absolutely. What are your non-negotiables in life? We've got like maybe a minute or so to the break. What things will you not put up with? Ooh, um, that's a good one. I might have to come back after the break, but what's coming up to me off, off the top of my head is a non-negotiable is, um, I, I, I don't tolerate, um, 
Well, let's see. I pay myself first in the health department. That's non-negotiable. If anybody tells me that I have to skip something for a workout or whatever, um, I'll just find a way to make that happen before I have to show up for somebody else. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. We are talking to David Ratchford. We've been talking about yoga and the attitudes and disciplines that have made him the champion that he is. And we will talk about something after the break called the combat mat, which he uh, is coming out with very shortly. And we'll talk about how that can help you do yoga uh, in, in a better way. And so we will talk about this and so much more as we come back. Uh, our final break is here. I can't believe how quickly this is going. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us as we come down the home stretch. Be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Times reports that in almost every way, we tend to choose mates that look, sound, and act like we do. Except in the area of money, where we seem to choose a person who is our polar opposite. In other words, spendthrifts and tightwads tend to marry each other. Unfortunately, having different spending habits can be a major cause of marital conflict. I admit to being a bit of an oniomaniac that's a compulsive shopper. While my husband is a cluster fist, he always holds my hand when we go shopping. Otherwise, I'll have a massity. That's the itch to buy. I once took him with me to shop for a party dress. He looked at the tag, and his face suddenly turned white, and his palms became sweaty. I guess that's why women's stores always have those comfy chairs outside the dressing rooms. It's for your husband to sit down in when he sees the price tag. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. We are here for our final segment with David Ratchford. And we've been talking about yoga, meditation, and all kinds of things that contribute to our health, fitness, and success. So let me ask you, uh, David, you have something called the combat mat. Tell us what that is. All right. The combat mat is a tough yoga mat for warriors. And so I created it because the what I saw in the market is that there are a lot of um, yoga bats out there that are pink, purple, and have flowers on them. And, um, and what I thought 
my message would be is is something different, something that would appeal to uh, combat athletes, MMA fighters, warriors, um, and then address the specific needs of um, men and some of the larger athletes and people that I want to bring into yoga. Um, so it's it's a little longer than a tr- as regular yoga mat. It's a little wider to accommodate wide shoulders or or limited mobility throughout the shoulders. And then, of course, it's non-slip because um, I tend to sweat a lot. Yeah. And so that's, so those are some of the basic features of it. And then um, really I just am, am designing it to be tough with urban camouflage or, for example, we have an olive drab with black accent, um, you know, military-inspired themes. Mm-hmm. Is it pretty portable, easy to carry around, easy to travel with? Um, fairly, just about the same as any other yoga mat. Um, so they, they weigh about seven pounds, uh, and it would be comparable to another yoga mat in that department. Um, but really it's about attitude. You know, I, I, I wanted to create something that would be the battlefield where people can show up, um, their own personal battlefield to wage a war for their own health. Mm. And I really do believe that it's worth fighting for, um, because at the end of the day, I believe in our own body's ability to heal itself through movement um, and that we are, as I said, the own CEO of our own health. And it's better for us to take proactive action. And we know that things like yoga can help combat depression. They can combat um, stress disorders, improve heart health and circulation. There's so many benefits out there, Brian, and the studies are just barely beginning to catch up to to the the potential of yoga. Great. How can we find this? Uh, you can go to combatmat.com or um, facebook.com slash combatmat. And, uh, and there, um, so we're still in the pre-order phase or the notification phase. And one of the things that we're also doing is yoga challenges. For example, a seven-day yoga challenge will be coming up very soon to uh, uh, encourage people to try yoga practices. And you don't need the mat to practice these. Of course, you could start with any mat that you have or even no mat at all. If you have carpet or if you have a floor or a deck or, you know, a, a little patch of grass. Yeah, absolutely. So let me, uh, let me ask you this. You, you've talked about working with elite athletes, MMA fighters, Olympic athletes, NBA all-stars. You're in California, so that's, I'm sure, where a lot of them are. But how, how do you go about attracting that type of clientele? You know, um, they begin to just show up because they hear about what kind of yoga we're teaching and practicing, and they're curious. They've heard about the benefits of it. Um, and um, when, so I live in a town called Santa Barbara, um, they show up because they're here in doing training with some of the other elite training, uh, I, I don't want to say studios, but there's like these scientific, uh, you know, performance optimization clinics in this town with some yeah. amazing doctors and and kinesiologists and things like that. And they tell them, hey, get your butt to yoga class. And so when, you know, I had an MMA Hall of Fame fighter in my class the other day, pretty amazing. Um, and I can tell you one thing that he approached his um, practice with complete humility. Um, you know, somebody who moves so fast in the ring and gets beat up, you know, they need to find something that they can do to be kind to their body. Same with uh, NFL or or excuse me, NBA players, you know, they're running up and down the court, pounding their body and they need practices that will help restore them and, and 
improve the longevity of their career. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And it does take some humility to be able to say, hey, this is something I've never done before. I need help with this. I want to learn this. Teach me. And it's really interesting when people who are really world-class at something that they're not good at comes to you for help, right? Right. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, and that's something that we can all learn from is that, you know, um, just because we work with elite athletes doesn't mean you need to be an elite athlete. I mean, they are exactly the same newbie that comes into the studio, you know, that you might be for your yeah. first class. You know, so they're approaching it with a complete beginner's mind. Yeah. What do you wish you knew before you started your business? Ooh, um, how long certain things would take. Um, it'd be great to have a crystal ball and know that, you know, everything's going to take twice as long and cost twice as much. And just know that because, um, sometimes the disappointments of dealing with overseas manufacturers and miscommunications, um, you know, product samples, not being as, as good as we would like, uh, that would be, that would be something that I would like to, um, yeah. improve. Absolutely. How did you get clarity about where you wanted to go? Uh, inquiry, practice, and throwing stuff up and seeing what works and what doesn't. Trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's what it takes. And uh, did, and you didn't really know a whole lot about yoga before you started. It was recommended to you by a physical therapist, but you latched on to this pretty quickly then. You know, I, I've gone through several different styles, Brian. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of different styles of yoga, just like there are different styles of martial arts. So it's a matter of going through that and just being open that it's going to be a journey, um, knowing that you, you might take a turn, you know, or, or take one fork of the road and, and decide sometime later that, hey, that's not for you. So you go back and try a different one. Yeah. So what's the difference between power yoga and some of the other types of yoga that are out there? Because I've, I've heard you mention power yoga specifically. Sure. Uh, so power yoga is really about breath and movement. We also do it in a heated environment. So the room is about 95 degrees, uh, which increases the, the lubrication of the muscles and joints. Um, and also because we're sweating profusely, there's some other, um, you know, endocrine, uh, benefits that happen just because our body is struggling to push sweat out, keep the body cool, um, which has a, a few other side benefits of like, uh, radiant skin and, um, having to do laundry a lot, Yeah, <laughs> but, but, um, another style that's, um, really good for restorative purposes and increasing flexibility and mobility is yin style yoga. Um, which is holding postures for a long time and allowing the body to, and mind to settle into postures. Um, and then there's one called Kundalini, um, you know, which is kind of, uh, well, we'll say it's, it's very like California style, you know, um, it's, um, a lot of different breathing exercises and mantras, um, chanting, and that's kind of, um, a lot of people, um, like it, they're devoted to it. Uh, but it's also what considered some people would consider it's a little weird or woo woo. That's the type of stuff that we hear about. We think of OM and meditation, right? And and, and some people do think that's a little weird. But yoga doesn't have to be weird. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yoga could be very straightforward, and that's the style that I practice. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. But we do say we do say OM. We do say okay. Om. Yeah. Does it, do you find that that centers you? I mean, do, is, there's a constructive purpose for that, right? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's actually just a vibration. 
It's, um, it's just a vibration, which is another way to um, center the mind and to, uh, to close the practice. Um, we use it in our studio mo mostly as like a, uh, as a community thing to, you know, begin and end on the same page. That's fantastic. Let's switch gears a little bit, David. Let me ask you about books that you find have been influential to you. Oh, all right. Um, well, right now I'm reading Stealing Fire, um, which is by Stephen Kotler, and I can't remember his co-author. Um, I'm digging that a lot, um, partly because there's some some good stories on uh, peak optimization. Um, going way back, um, Mikhail Sitsen Mihaly's book, Flow, was one of the first personal development books that I ever read. And I loved it. I still have that original copy that I got back in 1987. And what was that called again? Flow by Mikhail Sitsen Mihaly. Okay. Don't ask me to, to spell hear, that. I just, wanted you, I just wanted to hear you say his name again. That was really why I asked you that. <laughs> no, but seriously, no, Flow, that sounds like a really great book. Uh, what is your best advice to someone who wants to create success? I would say make a big vision and take steps every day towards it. Just slowly, constantly, never lose sight of it, keep at it, and watch your health. Because a lot of times when people are on the track to success, we get pinned to our desks and we don't eat correctly, we don't move and stretch around. So um, make sure to prioritize your health because um, that old adage of, of, you know, man works his first 50 years trying to get money and then spends his, all his money trying to get his health. You know, I can't remember how that goes exactly, right. but um, yet I would say focus on your health first. Great. What, what mistakes do you find people make most often? Ooh, um, caring too much about what other people think. I think that's a big one. Um, we do so, we keep the brakes on ourselves, you know, um, people, I have a friend that says, yeah, I really should come to yoga, but I'm afraid that I'm going to look like an idiot. And, and the truth is, is that nobody really cares. Okay. Nobody, you know, we're not laughing at you. We're not going to laugh at you. And if somebody does laugh at you, it's more reflection on them than it is on you. So I would say care less, do your thing. Okay. We're winding down. This has gone so fast. Uh, very quickly, who inspires and motivates you, David? That's the question I ask everyone at the end. Brian K. Wright. Really? Yeah. You inspire me, man. You're one of the most positive people that I know. That's wonderful. I, I appreciate that so very much. And one more time, combatmat.com. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Combatmat.com and then follow our Facebook page, Facebook slash combatmat. And you are in pre-order, so if someone does want to throw their hat in the ring and be notified when it's available, they could do that. Yeah, we can sign up for a mail, mailing list, and uh, and we'll also let them know about our upcoming yoga challenge. All right. Well, thank you, David Radford, for being with us today. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here, my friend. Thank you so much, Brian. All right. We are coming to the end of our show. This is Success Profiles Radio. Join us next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever and learn how they succeeded, what they overcame, and the journey that unfolded before them that we can learn from. I thank you so much for taking time to be here with us today, and you come back next week. And until then, have a great week, and uh, just be awesome, be amazing, and live your dream. Thanks for joining us. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Goodbye.
thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.